This is Hockey Prospect Radio and Outside Edge Player Development for on and off ice training featuring KPI-based conditioning programs at OutsideEdge.ca. This is our last segment for our college hockey preview with Mike McMahon, the college hockey insider. Read his Substack. He's also a columnist for the College Hockey News as well. So, Mike, let's talk about some players to watch this year. What makes this group of players interesting that we're going to discuss is not very often do you have college players who are in a college university already going to be potentially top five players in the draft. And this year we're going to have it. And we're going to like, we have, you know, probably two or three guys that are going to be drafted pretty high Two specifically. We know we're going to be drafted high unless their world's cave in, which is pretty unlikely, but let's start <laughs> with Macklin Celebrini at Boston university. And one of the interesting things, okay, he got his first goal. It was a nice, pretty one. So he kind of got, I like when top players get their first goal, it gets kind of off the schneid a little bit, you know, kind of like releases some tension. Okay. I got my first goal and I can just play my game. There's no pressure because so much of obviously all that pressure is internal. Um, thoughts on him at Boston university. I know it's a young team and they're highly talented. And I know, um, uh, you know, my buddy over there at Boston University, Bernie Corbett's all excited, of course, right? He's all fired up for the season. <laughs> um, thoughts yep. on Celebrini and what his impact could be in Hockey East and Boston University just based on, you know, what you saw last year with Chicago Steel and, of course, you know, the U- you know the U18s where he blew the roof off the building and had 15 points in seven games. Yeah, I mean, I had – I had talked to a lot of scouts last year who had said to me flat out, you know, he's the best player in the USHL right now as a 16 year old. And and they were saying that in September, right? <laughs> you know, it was, it was pretty well established early in the year. He's the best player in the league. Yeah. And uh, he, he's, he's just so dynamic. And you saw it in that game against Bentley. I watched most of that game and that game was a dog fight. Like I, I give Bentley a lot of credit because they, Andy Jones is their new head coach came from UMass Lowell and they played exactly like UMass Lowell. They just, they were beaten up a younger, uh, you know, uh, not physically as strong. They put the body on them. Oh yeah. And that game was a dog fight. I was talking to, you mentioned Bernie. I was talking to Bernie earlier today and he's like, he said to me, he goes, I feel like I was watching Rocky one. He's like, you know, we, we came in Apollo Creed, BU comes into that building and just swing, you know, the, the Rocky Bentley Falcons kept throwing blows and we had to kind of sustain it and, and almost lost. Um, but yeah, Celebrini's first goal was a, was a substantial goal in the game. It wasn't like it was the fifth goal of a five, nothing win. Yeah. It was a big goal and, and, and a game where things weren't really going to be used way. So he had to kind of battle his way through and had to fight his way to get to the net in that goal too. Uh, I, I think he's going to be as impactful as a player as Adam Fantilli was last year for Michigan as, I mean, look at all these guys that have been top-level picks coming out of college that have played that college year, right? Adam Fantilli um, and Jack Eichel are, are like the two that that immediately come to mind. I, I think he's going to have a very similar year. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a guy that comes in and has a you – know, Kyle Connors a, a very similar right. thing as well. It could, it could be a 50-, 60-point guy, 30 goals as a freshman, you know, 60 points. It really wouldn't surprise me. I think he's that type of player. And I think he's – even though he's on the younger side, you know, he's, he's physically gifted in, in – Physically and, and he's not, and, yeah, and he's not small. He's six footed, like he's no. 190 pounds. So like he's not like yeah, a, like not a skinny high school kid. It. Yeah, yeah, he's not not a kid that's coming in at 165. You know, he's I think he's physically mature enough to be able to to handle it. And he's going to face older he's going to face older teams almost every night playing in hockey. East. 
uh, that are going to test him. And I think it's going to be a good way to, to get him ready to play in the NHL pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. I look at him and what I'm interested in is when he goes against the UMass Lowell's, the Mary Max of that conference yeah. who are more grinding in terms of how they play, you know, like they'll go after him like, like Bentley did. And they're going to go after the team and just keep punishing him and see how he reacts when he gets frustrated in that situation. Cause you know that like, I think a lot of people like a lot of my Canadian listeners don't realize cause they don't watch, you know, a lot of USHL is comparatively the USHL. If you put just that league, you know, minus the program or even including the program against some conferences, they're probably better and more competitive and harder to yeah. play against in that respect. So you know, him coming out of like USHL and pumping up 86 points in 50 games. It's this, that's not like USHL is an excellent league in terms of look how many players get drafted out of there. Like that league has been really pumping it. So I'm curious to see what he does from that standpoint. I'm really excited to watch him play and I'll be down to BU and watch a bunch of games. And um, cause Bernie's been like poking me to come down and watch him, watch him and play as well. <laughs> Uh, I want to get your thoughts, and this doesn't happen all the time, but we got a Belarusian defenseman in Artyom Lashunov, 6'2", 200 pounds, right-handed shot, uh, came from the Green Bay Gamblers in USHL at Michigan State University, has played two games, already has two points. He had 42 points in 62 games as a rookie in Green Bay in the USHL. You know, could easily be the number three draft pick this year overall as a defenseman like it's just interesting it's a rarity not only do you get a belarusian defenseman but you get a belarusian defenseman at michigan state who's going to be you know a top five draft pick in the nhl yeah he's a player that i know that staff is really excited about and like you said he, he should already be. has two points yeah they are they already have two points and and the other thing that stands out in two games he has 15 shot attempts 15 yeah. Yeah. In two games and 13 of those have come in even strength. It's not like he's just, you know, blistering what? shots from the, on the power play. Yeah. 13 even strength shot attempts in two games uh, from a, a freshman defenseman in the first two games he's played in college. He's going to have a, he's another one that physically is mature enough to play college hockey this year. Uh, I think for, especially in that league and that the big tens, you know, formulated a little bit differently. They, they don't have that UMass low Providence, you know, heavier older yeah. team, all the teams in that league kind of skew younger. Uh, I think he could have a, a real big impact this year and, and put up some big numbers for them because they're also, you know, Michigan state kind of in that rebuilding mode. They're going to rely on, you know, Heavy. they're going to rely on him. He could end up being their no- defenseman. He might end up being their number one defenseman for the, like yeah. in, in five games, he's their number one defenseman for the rest of the year. I would not and, be shocked. And that's a really talented decor. Like I yeah. Howard's a first round pick and he's yeah. in that group. And Maxim Sturbach was a second round pick and he's in that group. Like it's, yeah. it's a really good decor and he could be, even though he's the youngest it's, one, he could Sturbach, be the best one. Yeah. Sturbach is a good D and it's just hard to find a right-handed shot. Who's that big has that hockey sense and that mobility like in that package. And oh, no, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I caught him in the one game and he looked like he had, he was a, like not a sophomore, not a junior. He looked like a senior. This is like, yeah, almost like, like casually controlling the game. And I'm like, oh no, oh, watch this kid. Like he, it, not very often do you get to watch players like emerge like that as freshmen. 
it's really quite, I mean, we were obviously blessed last year to watch Fantilli just basically come in and like take his team by the scruff of the neck and just smack people around through that conference. He just destroyed <laughs> teams on his own Very in some good. cases, but you know, this is where you get to see it from a defensive standpoint. Like that's really especially great. As, yeah. And especially as a right shot. I mean, it just, yeah. For whatever reason, every team wants right shot defensemen. You can't find them, right? Like yeah. uh, my, my young, my youngest son's younger, but he's a right shot defenseman. And I, I've taken him some games and, you know, we'll go downstairs and I'm doing interviews after the game. And a lot of the coaches, you know, they will go up and say hello and introduce themselves. And what position do you play? Oh, I'm a D. And what, what do you, are you a lefty or righty? Oh, I'm a righty. And they all say like, Oh, and come and right play shot, for me. Keep being a right shot defenseman. You're going to end up having plenty of opportunities if you're a right shot defenseman. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the, just the, the cherry on top is he's a right shot. And it's just those, those guys are so hard to find. They're like unicorns. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess the last D-man obviously would have been Sanderson. That really sort of like mm-hmm. in the last couple of years kind of went, whoa, like he's going to go high. Like, you know, and I think Artem is, is similar in that now. Obviously, they're not exactly the same players and nobody skates like Sanderson except maybe his dad. Um, so that he's a <laughs> unicorn in that perspective. But, you know, talk about like you've been covering college hockey for so long. How many times have you seen a freshman – with all that skill set that, you know, is projected to be a top five player in the draft. Like it's hard for me to even think about that off the top of my head. I'd have to go scan through databases to like, as a D like other than like really other than Sanderson, I just don't remember a college hockey defenseman as a freshman. That's going to be a top five pick. Probably McCarr. Yeah. Yeah, but and but I don't know. I mean, you know, probably Makar, but but I think he was drafted. I think before his freshman year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was drafted out, out of um, Alberta Junior Hockey League. Yeah, so he he came in as a whatever he was, eighth overall, fourth overall, uh, eighth four. overall, whatever he was, he was four. Yeah. So, but he he came in that way. So the last guy that played his draft year as a college defenseman and was a top five. I mean, I I agree with you. I have to go back and look. I I can't even think of one off the top of my head. No, if for whatever reason it feels like most. It just of the came up to me that it just popped in my head. Yeah. Like I don't remember the last time that happened. Yeah, it feels like you know a lot of the college defensemen that emerge and end up going to the NHL are either drafted, um, or either drafted when they come in, or they're mid to late round picks who emerge in college and end up being NHL defensemen. You know what? Uh, was Keandre? I think Keandre Miller played his draft year at Wisconsin, right. but he wasn't a top five pick. I think are he was like, what sure? eleven or twelve. Wasn't he drafted out of the program? No, no, nah, nah, he was drafted out of the program. Because I remember talking was to him. He? Yeah, man, he was so athletic. Yeah, he was drafted by the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Right? He so, was drafted by the Rangers, and I thought I thought he was drafted, let's see, he was drafted in 2018. And he was and... like 23rd or 22nd. And I'm going off yeah, the top right. of my head. Yeah. Yep, yep, he was I uh, honestly, 22nd. I, you're right on. I know I'm going to have <laughs> listeners screaming right at me. On. It was this guy. It's this guy. You guys are a bunch of morons. How do oh, you I remember know. that? But that's okay. So, you know, they'll from tweet that. us. They'll tweet us and tell us, how did you forget so-and-so? But <laughs> uh, Because I've watched too many prospects and it gets all mashed together after 20. This will be my 25th, <laughs> yeah. 25th NHL draft I covered. So you got to like, you know, cut me a little slack from that standpoint. But yeah. Mike, want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I uh, really appreciate the insight and uh, we'll certainly talk uh, throughout the season. Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate you having me anytime. Uh, it'll, it should be fun. Season got started this week, but it should be a good one.
Absolutely. So this has been another episode of Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio, powered by Instat Hockey, and as well as Huddle Analysis, Junior Prospect Hockey League, Fractal Hockey Consulting, Outside Edge Player Development. You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast network or YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at HB Radio, HockeyProspectRadio.com. Thank you to Mike, our guest, and we will see you at the rink.